just two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. We're laughing because we both accidentally didn't press record at the same time and both went, oops. And we then- just went three, two, one, go. And then went, oops. <laughs> I um, I pressed a button. I just pressed the stop button. Me too. That's of, exactly what I did. That's odd. We're on the same wavelength. Something's From weird. Three thousand miles away. Yeah. I mean, we've always said we're pretty connected. Also, but pretty because, soon we're going to be zero miles away from each other because we have yeah. two live shows coming up. Yeah, we do. We have one in Nashville on June sixteenth. It's a Sunday. It's also Father's Day, so bring your dad. Um, and then we have another one in New York. Why do I always say New York like that? I don't know. But it's on July 14th at Gotham Comedy Club. So come. I'm pretty sure this episode comes out like the week before our Nashville show or maybe two weeks before. So get your butt to a computer, get your finger on the mouse pad, and get your credit card. Not on the mouse, just into on the, the pad. Internet. Then rub the pad a little bit. <laughs> Say a prayer, say a magical wish, and then go buy a ticket. Yeah. Please. And thank you. We're nervous. Can you tell? We only bring it up every single episode. <laughs> and now, to avoid our nerves, we will make you nervous by telling you ghost stories. Before we get into all of the spooky tales, we do need to say thank you to all of our Patreon donors uh, for this episode we're saying thank you to our mamas and papas of the bek and this month we have melissa and then also thank you to our good luck black cats kimberly andy sarah andrew amber tall foxglove farm jessica ashley and shannon thank you thank you thank you we seriously couldn't do it without you guys let's have you start us off okay this is from emma She says, hello from the Midwest. I went to a small DOC school in Missouri along the Mississippi River. There were only about 800 students at the school when I was there. My senior year, spring 2013, I was sitting in the basement of my sorority house for a meeting. It was a rare meeting because the whole chapter was there. No one was absent. So about 50 girls are sitting downstairs listening to the president of the chapter talk about regular sorority business. Then the girl next to me asked if I heard something. I said, no, I didn't hear anything. She turns to face the front of the room. Then a minute or so later, she asks the question again, and I say no. And then I heard it. The piano upstairs was playing one low, long note. It was creepy because no one else was in the house. Then a few other girls near us in the back of the room heard it. A couple of us turned around toward the back of the room and saw a dark shadow in the computer lab. Then another loud bang on the piano. Everyone jumps up and huddles in the corner, and the president was not impressed. Also, as the RA of the house, I had to go upstairs, but was too chicken to go alone, so I brought a couple of girls with me. When we got upstairs, we noticed the piano, normally up against a wall, was about a foot away from where it had been when we went down for the meeting, and the bench on the piano was on the other side of the room. (gasps) I did not get much sleep that night, huh? Another night earlier that spring, a girl found a Ouija board and messed with it. I told her to take that shit outside. (laughs) Over spring break, my boyfriend, now fiance, was staying at the house. He stayed to keep me company, which he wasn't allowed to do, but he did. He said he kept hearing what sounded like a little boy rolling a ball and playing in the hall outside of my room. He didn't step foot inside the house again. Not even on graduation day to take one last picture inside the place I called home for three years. 
those are two of my favorite encounters with the spirits at Culver Stockton College in Canton, Missouri. And my fiance doesn't share my love for spiritual events or true crime, but he's still marriage material, I suppose. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Emma of Illinois. Whoa. Okay, I I get it. I get her boyfriend now fiance being like i'm never going in there again because if you don't need to why why do it right if it scares you and you don't want to why would you make yourself do it well for a photo or two i you know for your girlfriend's graduation day like a quick like i'll run in and run out i bet you his fear was like getting the the ghost caught on the photo oh yeah like right behind him I would like a little really tiny creepy. smiling face peering just over the uh, shoulder. I wonder if it's the same ghost of the in both experiences. Maybe. Very well, could be. It but reminds me of Conjuring Two. I think that that's the story I did right at our Hollywood live show, yes. our Hollywood Improv live show. Anyway, there is like a, a part of it where there's like a toy going across the hallway. And you think it's a little kid, but it's not. I know. It, but it kind of almost confuses me because, well, I guess it could be the same spirit because you don't see what sounded like the little boy rolling the ball. Because I was going right. to say, okay, like banging on a piano and then also rolling a ball. Those are playful acts that very well could be a child's spirit. But at the same time, they saw like a big dark mass. And it was kind of aggressive on the piano. Yeah. It scares me. So maybe it was just like not a great, a great spirit to have around. It's also very Phantom of the Opera, you know? Like very dramatic. Dark music. Oh. I wonder if the Ouija board, whoever played with the Ouija board, did they bring the ghost in? Because we know what happens. We know what Ouija boards do. This is a reason why you shouldn't, I shouldn't say you shouldn't be an RA. But RA is, it's like you're the same age pretty much as everyone else, and yet you're the one that has to go investigate. That sucks. Yep. Okay. What okay. do you have? I have something for you. This is called Ghost Roomy Better Chip In for the Water Bill. I always feel that way. It's from Casey. Hello, ladies and ghosts. Your podcast is great. I'm a sales rep for a wine company and therefore am on the road a lot. That's kind of a great job. That's the coolest job in the world. Except she can't partake in her drinking while she's on the road. That's true. Uh, so you guys have become fast friends and keep me company. Thank Aww. you for that. I grew up in Ontario City, about two hours north of Toronto. Yay, Canada. Ooh, <laughs> my family lives in Ontario. Really? Mm-hmm, maybe you guys are cousins. Uh, I think I know most of my cousins, but maybe Casey, maybe. Distant yeah, no, no. of the how many people I still people meet my there? Portuguese side of the family all the time. There's always someone else. <laughs> the house my dad grew up in was haunted but happy. It was a two-story with a swimming pool in the back and a walk-up attic and a crawl space area in the basement. My dad had two older sisters, and as the youngest, he got the last pick of the bedrooms. <laughs> my aunt, the oldest, chose to sleep in the basement when she became a teenager, as she was mature enough now and would no longer need to share a room with her younger sister. She lasted two days in that basement bedroom. Yep. She then kicked my dad out and told him to sleep in the bedroom (laughs) in the basement. He found out quickly why she only lasted two days. There was a nightly visitor to that room. Mm -hmm. Oh, I already have chills. A lady in white who would tug on the sheets. (gasps) No. Oh, wait. Was this supposed to be the scary part of the story? Nope. We are just getting started. My dad told this white lady to fuck off and he never saw her again. (laughs) 
But the scary part? Well, that would be the water running nonstop every single night. My grandmother would go to turn it off and then the shower would start and she would run and turn that off and then the kitchen tap would start. What? And it would go on all night long. And my grandfather worked nights, so he missed all of these phenomena. And my grandmother would show him the water bill and compare it to the neighbors, and it was five times higher. Oh, my gosh. My grandfather brushed it off as nothing until one night he was ill and he stayed home and he experienced everything and then some. He, too, tried to turn off the taps and then got so annoyed with the constant running of water that he turned off the water in the entire house, only to wake up to every tap in the house running. Oh, oh my God. And, yes, the water valve in the house was still turned off. No. (gasps) No way. (laughs) My grandfather was beside himself and went into the crawl space where he was convinced the water pipes must be feeding from somewhere else. There were two large concrete elevated slabs roughly the size of a coffin in the crawl space. My grandfather and dad took hammers and chipped away at one of the slabs and it turned out to be nothing. (laughs) And my grandfather, the eternal non-believer, refused to chip away at the other one as he was convinced there was a body buried there. Um, are we just gonna leave it there, Gramps? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, my grandparents sold that house when my dad was a teenager almost 40 years ago. Every single time I've driven past that house, it has been up for sale. Guess the new owners couldn't afford the water bill. See you on the other side, Casey. Wow. I have so many questions about that ghost. I love this ghost. I mean, I, I, it would be a nuisance to live with this ghost. Do you think the water is the white lady? Do you think they're the same pe- person? It has to be, right? I mean, well, I guess it doesn't have to be, but like – was it trying to tell them something? Like, what is – because the first two days, it didn't seem like that happened, right? And then, like, the second someone moved down into the basement – or maybe it was happening. I don't know. But the – I just wonder, once the woman was seen at night by the dad or the sister, whatever it is, the was she trying to tell them something? Like, finally – That's what it does seem. Because it doesn't seem malicious, but it's like – Tugging on the sheets, like, trying to get the attention. Right. And then when everyone moves away or says, like, screw off, like, don't come here, she's like, okay, well, I have to do something else. It's super annoying. Don't get me wrong. Not to speak ill of the dead. But, yeah, like, I just I'm, – I'm trying to rack my brain in terms of, like, did she drown? Did did someone stuff her body in the pipes and they're actually showering in old dead body water? Or is she protecting something? Is the slab covering something so valuable that she has to guard it? And every time someone moves down into the basement or tries to do something to the basement, which would threaten her space, she starts screwing with the water and showing herself to scare the family out of living there. Or maybe she's in the water tank. (gasps) Very Cecil Hotel. Oh, gross. That's why she can control the water when the valve is off because she's in there. Ew. Ew. I guess, yeah, as a ghost, but I'm just picturing a decaying body, which is not what I should be picturing. I should be picturing happy things like, you know, weddings. married. (laughs) Okay. I have another story. This is from Michaela, and she says, everyone needs to go talk to their parents right now. (laughs) <laughs> hey Sabrina and Corinne I DM'd y'all on Instagram but I'm emailing it in just for the heck of it in case you guys do not 
in case you do want to share it. Yes, please email them to us. If you send it on Instagram, we won't read it on the show. No, we'll read it in our DMs probably, but it won't go on the show because we pull from our inbox every time we record. Correct. So she says, I just binge listened to every single one of your episodes and it's safe to say I have a new obsession with the podcast. Thank you guys for sharing your stories and bringing us all together. Here's my actual story now and I'll try not to ramble too much. When I was mid-binge, I was listening to your reincarnation episode. My mom and I have always believed in reincarnation, but I've never really spoke about it with my friends too much. The episode was so interesting to me because my mom used to tell me that when I was little, I was similar to the Barth boy and would always talk about my other lives. Of course, adult me has no memory of this, but my mom always brings it up. So I was driving down from Orange County to San Diego and decided to call my mom and tell her about the podcast. It just so happened that we were driving through the same town, so we decided to meet up for drinks. She had a high school friend visiting from out of town with her, so we had to go through the whole where do you live, what do you do, how do you like it, what do you do for fun, dot, 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 always a blast. I immediately just started talking about y'all because one, I had to pause an episode to meet up with them, and two, what else would I talk about to someone I've never met? (laughs) Her friend totally perked up, though, and started telling me about this old apartment that he had had when he was haunted by a mischievous soul that loved to blast music late into the night. Clearly, a bad roommate. I turned to my mom to ask her if she's ever had some kind of experience like that. And she is dead silent. Mind you, this woman never shuts up and will tell the world all her inner thoughts in a second with or without being asked. Clearly, this was uncharacteristic. At our egging, she finally admitted that our childhood house back in Texas was full of bad vibes and there must have been something very evil there. I'm low-key not even surprised to hear this, even though I don't think I've ever actually experienced anything paranormal. We first moved into the house when I was seven, and within a month, I started experiencing night terrors. It was so bad that multiple times I would wake up either gross sobbing or screaming at the top of my lungs. I would always have random bruises covering my legs and arms, and although we chalked chalked this up to me being clumsy, my mom said that I used to sleepwalk or have one-sided conversations while I was asleep. Uh, what? And this is something that could have just been my weird adolescent brain growing or something. I don't know. I sleep like a rock wrapped in a burrito now and barely move or make a noise. Of course, mom being mom, never mentioned to the, never mentioned this when I was growing up. I thought I used to just toss and turn a lot because I would wake up in completely different, different positions or on the floor or even in separate rooms sometimes. So I start asking her if it was because of my stepbrother's old room. I used to get really weird vibes about it all the time, probably because it had one of those tiny attic doors that you have to crawl through. And she admits she never liked the feel of it either, but that there was something worse in the house. Mind you, I'm over here like, ah, what the fuck? Tell me, woman. (laughs) This woman who has never acknowledged ghosts are real or in our realm goes on to say that there is a mother effing portal to hell at the bottom of the staircase. Bitch, what? Why'd we buy that house? Excuse you? Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) Hindsight 2020, our staircase had always been creaking and shaking. We used to have so many contractors come over to try and fix the railings, but it never got better. Logically, we kind of just assumed that maybe the wood underneath it was bad or we just needed different stairs or something. But then this next part, I just cannot. One day in 2003, when we had come home and my favorite cat, Mr. B, R.I.P. my baby, was laying... Oh, was laying dead at the foot of the stairs. Oh, my God. The vet said he died of asphyxiation. 
Our what? cat just happened to choke at the bottom of the stairs while no, no one was home. Huh? Then, oh my God. Mama Dearest lets me in on the knowledge that when my dog had passed, I luckily wasn't home when they found him, that they found him in the exact same spot. <gasps> oh he my passed, God. Oh my God. My entire body. I'm cringing. I know. He passed away only a month or two after my cat had, and the vet said his heart gave out. Sweet little Max was a five-year-old yellow lab with a bad heart that the vets never noticed before. Nuh-uh. Anyway, that was my story of my mom finally telling me about the creepy shit I was too oblivious to know. Maybe all of my night terrors were for a reason. This one psyched me out so much I had to share it. Thanks for reading. I've attached my favorite photos of me and Mr. B from when I was a baby. Keep doing what you're doing and see you on the other side, Michaela. Okay, I don't, I don't mean to be dramatic, but it sounds like the ghost was beating her up at night. Ugh. Yeah. Because if at first I was like, okay, the bruises and everything, it could be because she's sleepwalking and she's talking to the spirit that's kind of like luring her around the house and she's banging into things because she's not fully there. But after hearing about the cat and about the dog and all of that aggression, I know. I don't think it's far to leap to the assumption that perhaps the markings that she wakes up with were not due to her own she wasn't the one creating them yeah i yeah i think it's one thing to yeah to be sleepwalking but to sleepwalk and cause yourself so much damage is scary and wouldn't you yeah your family would wake up if you're banging into that many things what if she was sleepwalking down into the portal every night and that's what her night terrors actually were Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <gasps> or what if it's like insidious and her astral self was going down into the portal and the dark entities were trying to keep her astral self there in the portal so they could take over her body? That that could be very accurate. Hey Michaela, maybe we don't email her to tell her maybe we don't email Michaela to tell her that we read her story. Because these theories I, are terrifying. I know, poor Michaela. At least they don't live there anymore. I know. Oh uh, the Thank poor pets. The- I like I hate it. I hate it so much. This this is really scary. Thank goodness. Okay, I'm not saying. Okay, thank goodness they moved out because it's bad enough that their pets died there. And had they stayed much longer, what if it was someone else? What if it was one of them? You know, over time, right? And in all of those home sort of like possession exorcism cases, there's always that young child who's targeted and kind of groomed. Ugh. And eventually taken over and everyone's like, oh, it's just a rebellious teenage phase or they're just upset because they we moved or something's happening. But really, it's this entity that's been working on them for some oh, time. I hate it so much. And also, I'm getting she, so yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, she clearly was that the target. Yeah. Oh, All right. Well, should I read this one? It might be nicer. It's called Glitter and Ghosts. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yes. This is from Taylor. Hi guys, I am terrible at intros, so I'm just going to go straight into the story. Ha ha. <laughs> so about two years ago, I lost a friend to an overdose. Oh. I hadn't talked to him for a few years because I moved away for school and we just kind of went our separate ways. Hearing this news really hit me hard. I felt lost and it made me feel depressed for a long time. Flash forward to the next year, another friend I hadn't talked to for a while overdosed on Christmas. Oh, no. I heard about my second friend when I was at work the day after it happened, and I didn't really have a reaction. I didn't feel anything. I didn't cry. I just went on with my day like nothing had happened. 
I guess I was in denial for a few hours because when I got home from work that day, I broke down and I cried. I was just sitting on my couch and I kept asking why this had to happen to two of the nicest people I had known. There were so many terrible people doing bad things in the world. Why did it have to be them that lost their battles with their addictions? All of a sudden, I felt very calm. And when I looked around the room, it looked like tiny pieces of gold glitter were just floating through the air. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. My whole body, my hair is standing up. Side note, I love gold glitter. It's my favorite thing. Ha <laughs> ha. It lasted about five seconds and it was gone. After the glitter disappeared, I had a sense of closure that I had been longing for since my first friend had passed away the year before. I felt like I knew that they were happy and they were safe and that they were together now. I've sat in that same spot in the room at the same time of day trying to figure out if it was just my eyes or if it was a lighting, but it has never happened again until the other day. Ooh. I just went through a breakup and I was feeling very alone. Me being the basic girl that I am, I decided listening to sad songs while I took a shower was a great idea. It's a great idea. It's always a great idea. I do that all the time. The shower is the best place to cry. It, it, yes. It feels like your whole body is crying. Yeah. And then you come out and no one knows you're crying because you're just wet and your eyes are already red <laughs> from the hot steam. And it's, it's so fine. It's you're born again. You're a new yeah. person. It's cathartic. It is. I was crying on and off because sometimes you just need to let it out. But when I was about to start another round of crying, I looked around the shower and there was the glitter again, just Ah! floating right in front of me. (laughs) And it disappeared again. And suddenly my sad song playlist changed (gasps) to happy songs. And again, I felt like the sadness was just lifted off of me and that everything was going to be okay. I like to think Uh. that my friends are both watching over me and letting me know that everything is going to be okay when I'm in a tough spot in life. And it's nice to think that even though I lost lost touch with them, they knew how much they meant to me and are now watching over me and making sure I'm okay. Thank you guys for starting this podcast. It made me feel less weird about my love for the paranormal. (laughs) You guys are amazing. Keep up the great work. Taylor. I I mean, it's so heartbreaking and sad that she lost her friends, but the fact that they're coming and watching over her and giving her this beautiful message, which she loves, like she loves glitter. And I totally get her sitting in her room and trying to figure out, okay, was the glitter just my imagination? I was kind of like not in a great spot that night. It might have been the, you know, dust flecks shimmering in the sunlight, but for that same exact cloud that has never been replicated again to then appear inside of the shower with you right that right there i think is her proof i don't think she needs to sit anywhere anymore wondering how that happened and you could say it's a trick of the eye but then the music changing on top of it is just an additional like because she was trying to convince herself it was a trick of the eye but then the combo of those two together it was almost like no we need to give her another thing so she knows it's us that's it's real. True. And I like to think that they were just like waiting. She was like really having a good cry. And they're like, yes, girl, let it out. And then when she was about to try again, have another round, they were like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Ugh. You can have a good cry, but you can't have too many. <laughs> I can't wait to see when else she sees the glitter. Like, I hope she, Taylor, email us if you ever see it again. Well, if anyone else out there is thinking, oh, these stories remind me of something that happened to me or a friend 
or you just have other paranormal experiences or odd occurrences happening in your life and you want us to potentially read them on the podcast, you can email them to us at twogirlsoneghostpodcast at gmail.com. And come to our live shows, please. Yes. And if you want to support us, there are millions of ways to do it. Not millions. That's not literal. Um, There's like seven. There's like seven. You can support us on Patreon. You can support us by buying merch. You can support us by rating and reviewing us on iTunes, which is massive and huge. And then you can support us by joining our – this is more like supporting yourself. Join our social media, especially our Facebook group, and join the awesome group of people that are in it. Mm -hmm. And all the spinoff groups. We've got book club. We've got coven. We've got a bunch of things that people have all started. I mean, we don't have them. We didn't do it. You guys did. All of you guys did. Yeah. And we will see see you you on the other other side. side.